right, the Audible's back on the air. Kimbo Camber, John Conjami. Johnny, we're we're rounding, we're right around the right on the cusp. I guess by the time this show goes on the air, it will be it will have been the new year. We've right. changed over to 2020. But boy, you couldn't ask a better way to end 2019 than going up to New England. New England with a, a lot on the line, home field advantage, you know, a bye week, opportunity to rest up for their first playoff game. And the Dolphins go up there and just throw a monkey wrench in in their plans. And in a game which, John, you know, first of all, you look at New England, it didn't, didn't play very well. Tom Brady, that, that offense looked anemic. Their defense is a very great, de- very good defense, but the Dolphins, you know, made their way, found their way around that, that, uh, that defense. But, boy, I was shocked at how, New, how poorly New England played in a game that, based on their history in the postseason, meant so much to them getting that home field advantage and not having to ride through that three run that 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 three game run through the wild card uh, uh, round to get started. I just think that you're looking at a flawed New England team yeah. in terms of the talent that you're used to seeing, the way that they execute offensively and and I just don't know if they can depend on that formula moving yeah. forward when they're going to play that gauntlet, if it gets to, they either have to go through Kansas City or Baltimore, and yeah. I just don't know if that offense is going to be able to travel. Yep. You know, usually you're worried about your defense traveling. Well, your defense, this defense can travel, but I don't know if they can score or keep up with Baltimore or Kansas City. Even get by Tennessee at home yeah. is going to be a struggle next week for them. And going back to our game, I just thought it was – I mean, I, I said in the beginning of, of the game, I felt that the Dolphins had to withstand the first five to seven yeah. to eight minutes of the game. If they could get into the rhythm of the game, if they could not allow a quick touchdown, if they can move the football offensively, not necessarily score, yeah. but move it to the fact that, hey, we're going to be here all for four quarters. This is not going to be a three and out type of scenario where you're blitzing us and we have no answers. I, I thought that that very first drive, went, we went down, you know, moved the football effectively. Ryan did a great job in finding different receivers, moved it with his legs again, got a little bit of the running game going. I just felt that that was – that was a statement. That was a statement to say, like, you know what? This is, means something to us, too. Might mean something to you, yeah. but we want to finish on the right note. Yeah, no doubt. And, and you know, coming out like that, they, yeah, there's a couple things in New England. There, to me, there are two, there are two let's say, 10-minute periods that you've got to survive. You've got to survive that opening 10 minutes. Right. You don't want them to come down and, and go 10 nothing on you before you bat an eye. You know, with a pick yeah. six or something that uh, you know they're going, the field going against you the whole score, thing. Right. You got to survive that first ten minutes, and then more importantly than that, you got to survive that ten minutes when you come out of the locker room. Right. Because this team, I've seen so many times with the Dolphins, where they've gone up there and they played a pretty good first half. I feel like, man, we're in this thing, you know. We get, and all of a sudden, that second half comes out, and you go, "Well, where did this team, team come from? Where these guys <laughs> Who come from?" The uniforms. Yeah, all, on of, these guys. all of a sudden, they're just rolling down the field, and that, that defense is smothering you, and everything. Going, where uh, the hell did these and guys they start come from? Cranking up the music louder in the <laughs> exactly. stadium. And the no, crowd no. gets all into the idiots it. get even more. Oh, more there are some. There's some, oh, there's some morons there. Oh man. my I mean, gosh! You know, and the, and the problem with with it, there's this one guy I, I always see there. And I, 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 I've surmised over oh, the years. Oh, is that the guy going, hey, where's Bo Camber? Yeah. <laughs> I've surmised over the years that this guy's a cop because I saw like a, a brawl up there one day and he jumped to action, you know, put the guy yeah. in an arm bar. So I'm, I'm assuming he's some kind of a cop, but he wears one of those split hats that looks like their logo. And he's got the, and he's right in the front row and he's a loud mouth and he's just in that. But you can't say anything because they're kicking every time. Oh, I you know, know. I always want to walk by him and go, look at the and look at, how you, and look at the way you're dressed, you know? And look who you brought to the yeah, game. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I've never had a chance to. 
And now all of a sudden, I don't go to the game. And I, I miss my chance to go, ah, there you go. <laughs> shove, wish, that, uh, shove it up that shant that you got. I wish you'd you know? have told me the section. I might have been able to help you out. <laughs> oh, but no, I mean, but those, you know, those, those two, that, that, that 10 minutes after the half and, that for, yeah. and, and the Dolphins, I, they, I think they just did an awesome job of just managing the way the game was going and, and taking advantage of what was given to them. And, and you know, we, we, we've talked about it time and time again, almost ad nauseum now. Fitz and what he's meant to this team, where he meets each and every week, and just all the things that he gives this team. You talked about that first drive, going to Devontae, moving it with his yeah. feet a little bit, doing everything, running in for another touchdown later in the game. I mean, just he, he just, boy, I, I mean, I'm amazed he, at what he can do for he, where he's at in his career. You know, I was thinking about this. We're doing a post game last night, and I'm thinking to myself, you know. We've had we've had Hall of Fame quarterbacks and Bob Greasy and Dan Marino. And I said, and, and I don't. I think, you know, the only time I've ever seen some a, a quarterback come in for a one year stint like this and and make this much impact was Chad Pennington. Right, right. Pennington came in and yep. and stabilized really, the really whole stabilized offense. the whole offense and put, took him into the playoffs. The whole thing. And and Fitz didn't get in the playoffs, but but I think Fitz was working with a much different. Palette than than, yeah, than, yeah. than Pennington was working with from a with from that. a talent standpoint, but it, it's just remarkable looking back and counting this game, looking back and thinking how much Fitzpatrick has meant to this football team, beginning in the fourth quarter of the Washington Redskins and moving forward to what this team has become right now. It's amazing how a team can respond to a player. And, and you would say if he's going to play any position, it better be quarterback because he's in control of a lot of things. You know, he's kind of getting the formations, getting the, the terminology correct, getting the information out to everybody, adjusting on the fly, making sure everybody has those things that they need to be successful on that particular play. But I, I think the intangibles, you cannot put a price on what, what he brings to this team. Yeah. Now, I, don't, I, I wouldn't necessarily limit it to the offense. I would oh, say no. that the defense picks up on the vibe yeah. when they're sitting on that bench and they're looking up at the big board and they go, man, he did it. Look at that. He did, our guy yeah, did it again. Yeah. You know, he did it again. He moved the chains again. We get to rest for another three plays or whatever the case may be. I, I just think that that, that, in, that brings the team together. When you have a guy at, at that position that can do it with his action, not so much his words, but then sometimes he does it without saying much. It's yeah. just that look or that, that feeling you have when he – saunters into the huddle yep. with confidence and he and he's bringing everybody's temperature down so they can think instead of just kind of flying off and you you miss all those pre-snap penalties and you, everybody's you know on edge and he brings a calmness to the team and I think that over over the probably the last month and a half you've seen that filter into everybody every phase of the game yep. kind of takes on his bravado and, and I think that's that's a great one to have I think you're right I think he permeates the defense uh, as well as as he commands that offense, yeah. and and, and it's, it's remarkable to watch. And, and John, you you talk, you, you I think you mentioned the thing to me that's most. It's hard to put your finger on. You you see it, and you know it when you see it. But it's hard to put your finger on it. But you know, you you look at his look at the way. Not the greatest runner in in, in, in at the quarterback position in the National Football League. Not the greatest passer in in the in the quarterback position. But I don't know that I've seen many quarterbacks in this league that have the package of intangibles that he has. And you mentioned intangibles. Those things that you can't – you can kind of point to, but you, you can't, can't quantify. You can't quite put yeah, your finger yeah. on it, what it is. But it's just – you know, it's – it's 
you know, I've experienced, I experienced it. I've said this before. I've, I experienced it a lot with, with, with a guy that we had in, in Don Strock. You know, Don was a guy that rarely played. He was the backup guy. He was the ultimate backup. He was like a coach on the sideline. He was a mentor to Danny when Danny came in. He learned from Greece, you know, and, and so he has this wealth of knowledge over there. And, you know, and, and he brought intangibles. Even though he wasn't in the game, he brought intangibles. You know, this guy is, is very similar, but he's in the game. And, he, and, he's, and he's making things happen. And, and sometimes you're going, how, how, you know, how, do, how, can that guy, how can a guy see that seam to step through and then look a guy off and then pick up 10 yards to give right. you a, a critical first down right. when, when you're not expecting it? It just it, it goes on and on and on and to the point where, you know, I've said this before. I, I was when, when, when they signed him and then when the Rosen deal was done, I said, hey, great. You know, f- you know your guy Fitz is going to be a one-and-done guy. He's going to come here and do whatever, and then Rosen's going to get his chance, and he'll probably be the guy. And boy, what a what a what a what a mistaken uh, identity that I put on with with the situation with the quarterback because Fitz, uh, you know, now I, I think it's pretty clear that Rosen's tenure with the Dolphins is probably pretty much numbered at this point. But boy, everybody in this building, everybody that's been that's a serious fan that's watched this football team is saying, "You damn right, I want him back next right. year." I don't care what happens with the draft. I don't care what happens in the Doesn't matter to me. I don't care what happens in that quarterback room. I want him to be one of those guys in that room. And you know what? I want him to have the football first and see who can see who can take it away from him. I, I just think it's exciting for Miami Dolphin fans to know that you're going to get a young quarterback in the next year and a half to mm-hmm. two years that hopefully is going to be the next franchise quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. You're going to have that opportunity um, to select a guy that, that might come in and, and be the guy for a long time. But you have a quarterback in Ryan Fitzpatrick that's going to push this guy, that's going to teach this guy, that's going to do all the things necessary to show him how to be the best pro he can be, at the same time going to compete with this guy yep. to, to make him be, be that, that player you want him to be on the field. Not only in the classroom or in the meeting room or in the lunchroom or going out for a beer to, to kind of see what type yeah. of person this guy is, but going out on the football field and every day pushing him to be at his best so he can raise the level of the yeah. players around him. And I think that's the biggest attribute or, or you know tip of the cap you could give to Fitz is that he raised Devontae Parker's level of yeah. competitiveness and consistency. He raised Mike Kosicki's level of competitiveness and consist- consistency. He got a rookie that he worked with in the, in the OTAs and yeah. worked with you know av- in training camp that he was like, hey, this kid's going to be something. You know, he's one of the best guys I've seen to come around in a long time. He got Alan Hearns to play yeah. at a higher level. You know, he got a lot of guys. Well, you know, let's not let's not forget that this offensive line struggled, and he helped that offensive line. Oh like, man, his, his, ability, his move, his ability to yeah. move in the pocket. His ability to see that crack, and you know when when everything's coming in, step through that crack, and, and all now the rush is behind him. He can look across the field, throw it, run it, do whatever he needs. I mean, he, he's helped he's helped every aspect of that offense from the from the from the guy that snaps him the ball to the guy that catches the ball to the guys that are blocking everybody that that participated in this offense. At some point, he made them better. You know what's funny, Bo? I'm standing on the sidelines yesterday, and I, I'm always watching it through the goggles of if I was still playing the position of quarterback. Yeah. So I'm standing there, and there's a TV timeout, and the kind of plays are going back and forth. Change of possession, we're going to get the football. And I'm, my eyes immediately go to the quarterback. I'm making sure I'm, I'm counting on who's on the field and what's out there. But then I, I immediately go to, to Ryan, 
and I'll watch him. And he's got his, you know, chin strap unbuckled. Yeah. He's trying to get his beard right and, you know, trying to yeah. fit, fit the chin cup to get it in there right. just right, you know. And as he's doing it, he's kind of sauntering onto the field. Right. He's not really running. He's not walking, but yeah. he's kind of just meandering towards the mm -hmm. huddle. And at that time, the linemen are kind of looking around. Where's our guy? Right. You know, and they see him and there's no panic right. because – he doesn't – we don't need to go right now. Right. You guys need to get your shit together. Yeah. You guys need to get your mind right. Because yeah. when I step in the huddle, it's we're going to get going. Yeah. So everybody kind of has their break period. Yeah. And, and I'm thinking that's the way that, – that's the way I see it. Yeah. And if I'm seeing it that way, those 10 other guys have to be seeing it yeah. that way. And it kind of brings everybody down to focus on what they need to do yeah. on that particular play or they're anticipating that play. And it gets their focus that much instead of – Having a guy running in there, yeah. you know, having you know, having some yeah, confusion. And panicking, panicking. Yeah, you, you read right. those guys. It yeah. just feels right. You know, the the other thing, you, and you touched on a little bit is, you know, you know, you watch this team as it as it progressed through the year. I mean, take take week one and week two. You know, Baltimore and and, and New England, two two just pitiful games. It looked like it was going to be. Well, looked that like was, it was a long be, year. It was going to be a track meet all all year well, long, right? We could have got gray. And you guys hurry. are going to wear. You know, figure out. Hey, guys are instead of wearing their cleats, they're going to wear track spites out there. Because it's, it's just going to be running up and yeah. down the field, but but as the, as the season went on, and you talked about him helping the guys on the other side, you know you start having drives now, one, two, three first downs, moving the chains, where it's not that three and out, boom, here they come, bang, 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 right. touchdown. Now you're right back on the field again. You he, know he he allowed that defense time to to catch their breath, time yeah. to not be in the, in the in the heat all the time. Now there were times when they were, they were look they're behind and. You know they're 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 getting thrown on and this and that, but when that offense was moving, when they had when that offense and, and look, it was this was an easy easy offense to move, John, because you, you you look at it now, season's over, you've played sixteen games. Ryan Fitzpatrick is your leading rusher, right? How, how do you have an offense that's as effective as it was to win five games when you when your leading rusher is your quarterback and he don't even have three hundred yards? No. You know, so it's not like he, not like he, not run, like we're banging not down like the he door. rushed for twelve hundred yards. You know, he's not, he's not, you know, he's not, he's not running for one hundred and thirty yards a game. You know, right? But, but, but still, somehow, you've made an offense work. With, I, I don't know if there's been a, a, I don't know if there's been a, a, a team in the National Football League with less total yards rushing in a season than what the Dolphins have had this year. Yet, you've been able to put an offense together that moves the chains, puts points on the board. And it's allowed you to win five football games. I think it's it's a culmination of their execution got better. I mean, obviously it had to the way that this team started. I just think that, you know, you had a first-time offensive coordinator that kind of got into a groove a little bit more than he was. You know, in the beginning, you're not sure what you have and you're not sure where you're at with yep. your football team. You don't have a really a starting quarterback that you're going to say, this is our guy for the whole year. You're, you're moving in and out of types of, of offenses that you can run. The offensive line was patchwork for the, I don't know, most of the season. Yeah, exactly. You know, you, yeah. you had a rotation at guard. You yeah. had tackles playing, you know, different positions. Uh, I, I just think that there was a lot of things that contributed to the inability to move the football with any consistency. And as the middle of the season went along, or after that first quarter of the season, you started seeing more – consistency at certain positions yeah. it helps when you have a quarterback that plays at a high level that doesn't give it away all the time and you started getting more complimentary football too out of your defense yeah. so I think it, it started to kind of come together a little bit more after that fourth quarter of the, of the Washington game and they got a little bit more consistent you could argue Bo uh, for a team that ran the football so little 
and that didn't light the scoreboard on fire, but in the games that they won, scored enough to win. Yeah. This team could have been a seven, six, seven win yeah, team. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, and well, that's look at you, that, you. that's that's not a fan in me coming out no. and saying well, that. Well, you look, you go for you, you you make the two point conversion, right? And and there's another one. There you're at six wins. You know, and, and you were competitive. Buffalo, you're going to going down to score yep. to make it twenty to nine yep. in a game that you've dominated yep. in terms of they didn't do anything. And you know, you throw the pick, and all of a sudden they go ninety yep. eight yards, whatever it was, ninety seven, ninety nine, and it changes the complexion yep. of the game after the two point conversion. So there there were there were some games in there, you know, that you got, kind of scratch your head and go, this this yeah. Well, uh, you got to credit just, the coaching staff, well, really. No, no, I, I look, I, I, you know, I, I, I go right there, and and, and I, I keep. I keep looking at this this scenario where you've got all this money in free agency, you've got all these draft choices, but somehow my mind keeps going to the Nick Needham's, the Eric Rose, the 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 young guys like that. So, you know, some of the linebackers, yeah, the, Vince, the Vince Beagles, yeah. uh, uh, the, the Andrew Van, Van Ginkle, yeah, Van, Van Ginkle, these guys, uh, some of the the Hearns. You know, and, and um, how about the movement and, from and Eric Isaiah, Rowe Isaiah from corner to safety, exactly. and all of a sudden he's thriving in and, the position. And what what all this is telling me is that, you know, and these are all guys. Half of them didn't even start with this team. They came in midway here and there, and they've been thrown in. But what's telling me is that, you know, unlike this year going in, unlike a lot of years in the past going in, where. You know, you're 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 getting your depth because you're keeping every draft choice. You're probably keeping four or five free agent rookie free yeah. agents because if you want, you know, if you want you want to pay big money up top, you got to have some some nickel and dime guys at the bottom. And it was great, and, great and, and uh, so, job experience this great year. Job. But now you've got guys out here, the the, the Rose and the the Hardages and the, and the you know Parkers and these guys that have played a lot of downs. They're going to come back and they're going to be your second and third teamers next year. Yeah, some going to may be, start. They're going to be some, some may, may start, start and some may not. Right. But those guys that may not, Nick Needham. I don't see Nick Needham starting. No. In his, as a corner, but he's going to compete. But for he's it, going to. Right? But, but but if if a guy goes down, he's got to come in. He's played meaningful plays. Right. He's knows he, the system. He knows the system. He's been in those games. It's nothing new to him. And you can say that across the board, offensive line wise, yeah. wide receiver wise. You know, running back wise, you're down to you're down to Patrick Laird, and, and Patrick Laird is a, is a viable well, candidate. Well, look at right? Patrick, so look at Patrick Laird yesterday. Now, didn't give you much in the running game, this and that. Especially, he accounted for 69 total yards, 69 total yards of offense. You know, in, in an offense that you're kind of picking here and picking there, a little, little screen that he waited for his it, lineman, it, it, to, you know, exactly. patiently. I exactly. mean, the little things like that. You so, can't but teach. but all those guys that the the layers of the layers of confidence they're getting. Most of those guys who are special teams guys by trade and going to be special teams guys right. for the most of their career. But now they've got a level of experience stacked on them of playing in games, of being in big games, of, of being in those situations. Putting, standing over a receiver, you're going, God damn, I don't know if I can cover this guy. But and then all of a sudden you do. Yeah. What about Eric Rowe and what he's become? This team has had, this team has had tight end envy for, for, for a, long a decade. Time. You have a tight end envy because we don't have a tight end to commit to get down the middle of the field and make big plays. And you have Can't tight end envy him. because you don't have anyone who can cover him. <laughs> now you got a Gasecki that's proven to be that guy. Right. But Eric Rowe has proven to be a valuable guy when it comes to He's the answer. covering the tight He's end. He's the eraser. There, there, right. There's your answer. Right. And so, you know, you, you kind of look at – you're starting to look at that, that New England model up there, and you're starting to see little bits and pieces of that, like Eric Rowe. Well, you know what, Eric Rowe, uh, well, you know, bring him back next year and just let him cover tight ends. 
You know, yeah. let I mean, him, he's let a him do what he that's did. What he, but that that's that. Find out what guys do best. Put him in that position and let him play that position and be successful. I agree. I agree. And and you can't say enough about the bottom end of this roster, the way that they've been coached mm-hmm. up, the way they've had their opportunities. Now, some may have thrived a little bit more than others, mm-hmm. but they still had all that opportunity to yeah. put on tape what they can do. And yeah. now when you, you have you mentioned the influx of talent. You know, you have the draft choices, you have the undrafted guys come in. Now you've got competition. Now yeah. you've got competition not only that is not green as you might have had right. it had you had you know some of the veterans that hung on and yeah. you weren't sure where they were going to go hey you you cut bait with a lot of guys either through IR or through just you know we we've, we've seen enough and now you're going to have a lot of youth on this football team this team's still going to be young and on a team that has a lot of money to spend in free agency, like you said, the bottom has to match the top at some point yeah. in terms of, well, we've got eight guys we've got to pay X. We better find another 10 or 12 that, that can offset the, that, yeah. that pay and be able to be viable options on this roster. And I think that that's what the Dolphins did with you know probably five, six weeks into the season yeah. when we started to know, to like, churning, hey, yeah. who is, who's these guys? Yeah. You know, who's Tay Hayes? I, I don't know. Yeah, but, but, who, but who, who are these? Who's... You know, Hardage at this point. And, and look Who's at the need them. And look at the test you've put these guys to. A lot of these guys, you put them to a test. Like guy comes in on Wednesday, you're starting on Sunday. Sunday. bro. You better be ready to go. Yeah. And because you know we're we're going to teach you up, we're going to school you up, we're going to put you in the meeting room and let you know. But come Sunday, we got to see you're, li- you're, you're lined up and playing. <laughs> yeah. And and what you've seen more than not is even if guys see new guys out there and go. They're, they're not they in that position. But they're, they they're don't – the, te- the thing that – the cool thing about this team was no one flinched. No. All right, we got guys that no one knows. Yeah. We got guys that no one would take on their roster. But you know what? We're going to roll with them. Yeah. Because, number one, ultimately, you're, you are what you are in terms of where your record's going to yeah. be. We're going to be anywhere from two or three wins to four or five. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, we, we were kind of going the grass is greener mm-hmm. thinking about the reality of six. But it, it was there. With a roster that no one really would want. Yeah. In terms of, they wouldn't want them name only. They didn't know what type of guy they yeah, were. No. They didn't know what type of player no, they were. No, if you just eat it, if you if just, just looked up on your roster, you, you, go, you would check, no, Who's the no, guy from no, UNLV? No, 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 I'll take the guy from Oklahoma. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll take this guy. You yeah. know, they, they might not have wanted, you know, to take a chance on these guys. But when you're looking at a specific type of player, I think that's where the communication from the yeah. coaching staff to the front office. What do you need? I need a quick twitch guy yeah. that, that can run. Okay, let's try this guy this week. Uh, he didn't. He wasn't the guy I was looking for. Let's try another guy. And they, they found people now through five weeks, six weeks, seven weeks of actually playing in NFL games that they feel confident. Yeah. They've got tape on. Yeah. They can go, yeah, we like this trick. Yeah. We can correct that that flaw yeah you know we can correct on, on technique on alignment on how you play the position now they got now they got bodies yeah now they they have depth they're building it was almost like 16 preseason games yeah rolled into a season where you could evaluate and now you now you build depth but to, you know the other thing too is that you know and i, I think it was i want to say it was hal habib for, uh, wrote an article the other day from the palm beach post and it was, i found it interesting because he went around and talked to guys in the locker room and said, hey, what would you say to your, a friend of yours or a guy that's a potential free agent or somebody that the Dolphins are going to trade for, what would you say to them about coming and playing for the Miami Dolphins? Mm-hmm. You know, everyone thinks it's a wasteland and this and that. And, and every guy said, first of all, I'd tell them, this is a place you want to be. And then they said, 
But if you're going to come, you better come ready to work. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's it's not messing there's around. One, there's one way of going. There's yeah. one way of yeah. going. Yeah. It's this way, it's that way, and you better be on time, and you better be ready to work, and you be ready, better ready, be ready to invest your time in it, and be ready to go. And and you heard that refrain over and God, over and great, over what a great and over refrain. again of of guys just saying, "Hey, look, man, you you love to be here, but if you be here, if you're going to come here, and and to me, you know, I I hear it, I've I've heard it too many times here." I've heard it too many times from everywhere else. It, it's all about culture. It's all about culture. It's all about culture. It's our culture. It's our culture. Well, you know, Adam Gaze had a culture. It was a shitty culture. Everybody's here. got you know, one. Everyone's got a culture. But you're seeing what you're seeing here is 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 a culture that demands what makes winning what's what makes teams win is discipline. You know, don't beat yourself. Study hard. Be in the right place at the right time and do your job, and, and and I think that's the culture that's been set out in no uncertain terms to the point when you've got the players saying, "Hey, yeah, you want to come here because this is going to be a good place to be," but he, but I'm telling you, better be ready. You better pack your bags. Yeah. You better pack your lunchbox because it's no picnic when you come here. Well, how many times did we hear Coach Flores say this year, "You lose more games in the NFL than yeah, you win"? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And look at all the things that he tried to correct from day one. We harped on yep. discipline, self-imposed penalties, pre-snap penalties, mm-hmm. all the little things that, that beat you, all the hidden yards in special teams that you can either yep. lose or gain, all the little things, all the unnecessary things. The Dolphins kind of cut those probably more than yep. in half. They probably went you know closer to uh, you know a third in terms well, of being able to be closer to where they want to be in top the top of those you know the league in that stat. I was listening to Joe Rose's show this morning. He might have been talking to Omar uh, or whoever he was talking to, and it may have been Omar. I don't want to. I don't want to give anybody the wrong wrong information. But but the comment he made was, when was the last time you saw the Dolphins? Uh, one of the Dolphins a uh, uh, pre-snap jump on offense. I can't. I'm I'm, I'm driving. I'm going huh. I'm throwing thing. I can't remember. I can't remember the last time the Dolphins on offense, one of the guys jumped yeah, free snap. Right. You know how many times? I mean, over the last six years. Five oh God! Years, oh. I, it, it was a five six times a game. We would lose sixty yards. Yeah. On, on, on pre snap penalties. penalties. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's one of the things he talked about. You right. know, he talked about. So so it's you know it's it's you 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 build a you build a solid house on foundation, and and I think that that. You know, in in the course of of one season, one off season and one full season, you know the foundation is pretty well set here, and and, and, and it, it, it's set because part of the pillars of that foundation are the guys that were talking that article, yeah, talking about hey, you know, this is a place to be, but you know, but but there's but there's you know, there's rules. There, there's rules. There's, there's only one there, way to do it. There's rules, and you you are held accountable to yeah. them. It's not like a uh, a bending type of uh, yeah. Uh, issue where ah you're late but you're really not late and, and, and believe or, me they're, they're I've talked to guys that have played in New England go hey look at you know it was it's not a, it's not, it's not a, fun it's, it's not a lot of fun up there but when you look back and you got four Super Bowl rings it's fun to finger, win it's it's you know I've always said football football's not fun Monday through Friday or, or, oh, Sundays or Sunday the greatest you know, Sunday's the greatest day in the world yeah but every other day stinks yeah. you know it's 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 tough you got to push yourself through it it's a grind uh, but but. Those days of winning, the, the, those those what it's all what it's all worth. And when you look back, when you play for a, a Paul Brown, you play for a Tom Landry, you played for Chuck Noll, right. you played for a Don Shula, you played for those old school tough yeah. guys. Boy, everybody I talked to played for those guys. Guy, I hated the son of a bitch, 
But then when you step back when your career's over and look back and go, well, we won a lot of games and we did a lot of things right. because of that guy and the way he went about it. And I just feel like Brian Flores is, is setting that foundation for, for long-term success with the, with, with, the, with, with the fact that he can – it sounds like he's got the gravitas now after one year to be able to demand that and have his players go, hey – some guy Can't comes argue in, with it. Some guy comes in and goes, hey, can you believe this bullshit this guy wants me to do? Yeah, I can. Yeah. Because I did it myself. If you want to be here, be my guest. Go ahead. If you don't, we'll see you. Well, and it's almost like, Bo, to the point where those guys are going to stick out. Yeah. And, you know, oh, yeah, and, yeah. And, and I think that they're smart enough as a staff and organizationally as a front office, they're not going to put a guy that they're questionable about in yeah. a position to come on this team because they don't want that guy in the locker room. They yeah. don't want that guy in the practice field. Yeah. They certainly don't want him line him up on Sundays. Yeah. So I, I think that, that that foundation has been firmly set. And I, and I think the traits and characteristics of the guys that ended up on this roster, the, those are the same types that they're looking for in this offseason. Well, because their guys are going to deliver the message. They'll deliver the me- you know the vet, the Christian Wilkins and the, yeah. the, the Gotchaws and, and and some of these other guys out there, Xavier and you know and, and, and you know whoever the quarterback is with Ryan next year or whoever, you know they're going to say, hey, this is the way it is. It's the way it is here. You know, self when you get a, when you get to a team, when you get a football team that's going to police itself in that locker room and police itself with the things that the coach is preaching, then, then you know you've made some strides. Right. I, I agree. I, and I think that this team, the, the one thing I really liked about watching them up close this year was the fight that they gave. Yeah. You know, the, it, was, it didn't matter if they were up in a game or if they yeah. were down in a game. They played with the same level of intensity, yeah. and they played for 60 minutes. They didn't lay down. Yeah. You know, those first two games, like we were talking about, when you go back, that seems like it was a different year. Yeah. It doesn't yeah, seem it like does. it was yeah. attached yeah. to this season. Yeah. Because that, those two teams that went out and took the field, were completely oh, no. different no. than the last well, maybe hell, month. Half, you know, half, half those of the teams, team, the half guys those teams weren't even there two weeks before. Right. Half the guys aren't on the, right. you know, right. weren't and, on and the half, defense. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. it's crazy to think that way, but it, it's almost like you had the first, I don't know, three games, three and a half games of the season was a, was another season. Yeah. And then you kind of meandered through a regular season with the rest of the fourteen or fifteen games you played. Yeah, yeah. But it's it, look, I'm, I'm very real happy now. Now, now. <laughs> you feel good about well, going into the off season. You right feel now. great about it, but but as soon you know, as soon as that game was over, and you go, man, what a what a what a great way to end the season, going up to New England in a very very difficult place to play, where you've just, you know, I'm, I was doing the post game show last night on CBS Four at the studio. I'm going, God damn, man, I've been there twenty freaking times, and and, yeah. and sat in that sat in that that that. that that, that room, that interview room, yeah. just like downtrodden, going, God damn, we got our asses kicked again. I go, then I don't show up, and and, 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 <laughs> and, and, and then John gets a win up there. And you get to sit in there. I just wanted to walk in that room, and go, you goddamn yeah. right, we kicked their ass. You know? <laughs> don't worry, Bo. I left something in the bathroom for him there for you. <laughs> oh, but it was awesome. But it, but as soon as that, as soon as that ended, my mind flipped over to. Chris Greer, right, and now you know. Look, not, I'm not. I'm not saying that his job begins now, right? Because his job has been going on for for years and years and years, and and and. But it, this is his draft. This is his draft solely, and uh, and, and he's got a, a bushel of picks. He's got a bushel of money. Uh, he can reshape this football team, but boy, I tell you, you talk about it being square on somebody's shoulders. Uh, no matter what happens, good, bad, or indifferent. After this draft and what happens uh, through the course of the next year or two, um, 
boy, a lot of that's going to be squarely on his shoulders. I, I just think that the spotlight and the focus of that spotlight changes. You know, yep. it was on this team. It was on this head coach. Yep. It was on this coaching staff. And Chris Greer and his staff were still doing their doing work, their stuff, yep. but they just weren't didn't have the spotlight directly yep. on them. Now the season's over. You have your ending meetings. You're, you know, you talk about who you want, but that – that shift goes now to the yep. front office, yep. and it squarely focuses on him. So that big, bright spotlight, and he'll embrace it, yep. but it's on him now, and it's going to be on him until the draft. Yep. You know, It's going to be through uh, Senior Bowl. It's going to be through Combine. It's going to go to free agency. Yep. It's going to go to the draft, and then it's going to go, okay, after that, now that – now what do we have? Yeah. Where are we at? How are we better? Yep. And, you know, I, I just like the way that they've gone about if, – if building this roster and changing it up as frequently as they did to find guys that fit or any indication of how they're going to go about the offseason, yeah. I'm, I'm all on board. It. I'm on board 100%. I, I'm, I'm good with it yeah. because they don't care about egos. They don't care about reputation. They don't yeah. care about anything. If you're a fit, you're a fit. If you're not, you're not. Yep. It's not like maybe we can squeeze this guy in the culture and maybe he can we can change him. Yep. No, no, no. If you fit, you fit. Yep. Here's the criteria. If you don't, we're not going to consider yep. you. And I, I think, I, I don't know this to be fact, but that's the way my perception, my well, eyes I see it. I agree with and, and that's the way they're going to go down this offseason. Yep. But I agree that that spotlight's now focused on the front office. Yeah, no, it, it's, it, yeah, it, it is on the front office, no doubt. But – the you know the I'm sure between uh, Brian and Chris and and everybody that's involved in that the, the the type of guy they're looking for I think has been well defined this year yeah you know that guy that's willing to work hard that guy that's willing to bust his he may not be the may not be that prototypical guy you're standing out there but you know there there there's a there's a there's a there's a there's a form for that guy you know you know hard guy hard worker stay extra get in the books. Watch tapes, do all those things. That's the that's the the criteria they're looking for. Wh whether or not that you know when the draft comes up, whether it's a first round or the fifth round, and you pick someone. Go, well, why are they picking that guy? Right. Well, that guy. No one even had him. Well, right. You, you you know in the back of their mind, it may work, it may not. But in the back of their mind, there's something that that guy does that they feel fits this this football team. Exactly. Exactly. And and I think that's the way to go about it. And and I think when you take a look at the guys. And we've been around him enough. I mean, look at look at P Ryan comes in. He yeah. might know three plays. Yeah. Okay. He bolts down the first yeah. run. He goes for nine yards. I'm yeah. going. All right. Uh, I want to see a little bit more. You know, Samaj. Yeah. I want to see him run up in between the tackles. So you you get guys in the same way with with you know Needham's and and guys like that in the back end and Hardage like or, or even uh, what was uh, the the nickel Wilts. Well, yeah. well, he played 18 different positions yeah. back there. Yeah. But he's still playing. You know, he's still they're still trying to find a way yep. to like get his skill set in the best opportunity. Yep. And that's what they did with Roe. Yeah. So so I, I like the out of the box and you know, this guy might not fit completely at this position, but let's not give up on him because he has a lot of the traits we're looking for. So so let's 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 kind of extend this out a little bit to John talking about Chris Greer and, and the draft process and everything. We know we know the Dolphins got the fifth pick uh, in the in the draft and, right. and then the the other two picks will filter out as a, as the playoffs. What are, what are they saying through. around nineteen and twenty? Uh, mid somewhere somewhere around that because they've got the Pittsburgh pick, which I think is going to be around nineteen or mm -hmm. something, and they've got the Houston pick. I believe is the other pick they we're, got. We're rooting for be, New England. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, is going to be you know it, Houston pick depending on how far they go could be twenty seven, twenty eight, twenty nine, right somewhere on there. But but they've got but they've got ammunition 
to, to move around and, and do some things, some different things out there. <clears throat> but, you know, they got to hit on these, they got to hit on these picks. But the one thing I was going to get to going back to one thing we talked about earlier, how much leeway does it give you, give you having fits back now to where that quarterback is, you know, it was the penultimate thing. I mean, you know, before the season, quarterback, 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 right. and it's still quarterback, 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 mm-hmm. quarterback. But, you know, does this give you another year to if that guy's not there? If, you know, look, it's, it's pretty clear Joe Burrow's going. He, he's, he's going to Cincinnati. Uh, unless you drive no, up no, a no, no, no. and give they're, everything. Not they're, even they're, the Brown family could screw, could screw this, this one up. up. Right. Yeah. So, but, so beyond that, then, then everyone else has a little, yeah, a little, uh. You know, yeah, I, I think so. You, you're kind of you're kind of looking at that formula of quarterback and how he's like going to fit in. You know, everything's got yeah, but yeah, you know, it hurts injury. You know, but I don't know if he can throw it as well, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's all uh, the, I, yeah, two of the injury. Uh, yeah, he's got all that about, but the injury. Yeah, there's all these all these little little red flags up there. You know, that with with each of those. The one guy that has no red flags. Is Joe Burrow, and he's right. going to be gone with that first pick, right? And, after, and I think after, the defensive end's going in the second. Yeah, pick. I, I don't, I don't doubt that at all. You know, no, from, no, no from Ohio State, and but and but now, there are a lot of good players out there, and you've got a lot of positions to oh yeah to take fill. Your pick. And, and so the, you know, unless you're a hundred percent sold, let's say you stay at number five, and you're a hundred percent sold that 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 guy that that quarterback that's still lingering around, if he's your still guy. there, unless you're a hundred percent. <clears throat> and you got Fitz kind of sitting in your back pocket. You know, maybe I take that. That maybe I take that uh, that linebacker or that that pass rusher or maybe that you know maybe the kid Judy from uh, the wide uh, from yeah. the wide out from Alabama's is still floating around. Right. That you know you you've got some options there that don't force you to try to. And and I think I heard you know these conversations along with we're not going to force anybody into that pick. Right. We're not going to take a guy that we think is a. Is 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 a twentieth round pick in the uh, in the draft and twentieth twentieth pick in, 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 in take him in the fifth yeah, round because we have two of those because we've we've got yes. two of those in the background exactly. right that, we've got some 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 money in our pocket in yeah. terms of of picks and I th- yeah. I think quite frankly if two was your guy and you, he doesn't have to play right away yeah. I, I think the answer comes back to your original question is Fitz back on this roster number one does he want to play another season um you know with his family in tampa you know does he number one does he want to play number two is that how does that factor into the equation about you know moving your family or doing whatever you have to do with your family whatever that situation is selfishly would the miami dolphins love to have him back i would say absolutely 100 percent you know if we can do it tomorrow and get a confirmation on yeah i'm I'm gonna be back for 2020 great yeah that's unbelievable because now that frees you up to take a guy at five at quarterback and if two is your guy that's great um that doesn't have to play in terms of hey we're not gonna rush you to play we're gonna let you get healthy and if you're already healthy great now you go compete Yep. Now you go learn how to play as an NFL quarterback. And I and who would you like to tutor him? Well, we've got a guy that's played now going into his 16th year that's played at a pretty high level last season. And for, for the most part, his whole career, you know, there's been some ups and downs, but yep. he's still here, and he's he's a viable option to start. You don't have to. Yeah. But it, we want you to compete. It's become, you know, this league has become so star for quarterbacks. You know, you saw with Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray's number one pick. He's going to start. He's going to go in. And look, quite frankly, he played – you know, right. as, as the season went on, you're starting to see some pretty good things out of Kyler Murray, and, and you wonder what it would have been like for him had he been able to, to do the Mahomes thing is sit behind somebody 
for a couple years and, and then and then get his opportunity. But but he's gotten better by playing. He's gotten better and, by playing, and I think that he's gotten better, and I think his head coach has gotten better in, in terms of how this how offense yeah. is going to fit in the National Football League with a guy that's not um, maybe as dynamic of a runner as you see in Baltimore, yeah. but has – different intangibles that gives him similar type skill sets yeah. that, that you can that you can take advantage of right that really put pressure on somebody else on a bad team yes okay yep. so not as good as baltimore yeah so so you're kind of not apples to apples right yeah but but they got better yeah and i think they got better because they learned how to use his skill set the head coach kind of calling plays for the first time in the national football league kind of got into his rhythm yeah. a little bit. So I think that all worked out pretty good. The, for the, them. the guy that, the guy that really intrigues me in this whole quarterback thing. And look, I'm, I'm a Burroughs. I mean, that guy just, the game he had the other day was just, I mean, off the I, charts. I don't know which one he didn't have oh, this year, right? No, every time you charts. look at him, you just walked away. <clears throat> I remember seeing uh, when we were in um, Indianapolis, and that was the night after. That was the the day after the Alabama LSU game, mm -hmm. and and I'm walking back into the uh, into the locker room for something before the game, and uh, Mr. Ross and Danny and a bunch of these guys coming. Chris Greer all right. walking in, and so we're walking. Hey, how you guys doing? And then he go, Hey, uh, I go. How'd you like the game last night? He goes, Oh, I love the game. He said, Mr. Ross, he goes, I love the game. He goes, We love those quarterbacks too. You know, <laughs> he goes, He goes, That guy Burrow looks pretty good. But you know, so there, there's, you know, the, the, everyone's got the interest. Everyone's oh, got yeah. the the, the, the look got of those goggles guys. on them. But um, it's it's it, it's the guy that the guy that that just sticks out in my mind. I, I hated to see Tua hurt get hurt because that that to me, you know, I I just I, I'm I'm so leery of seeing guys come in here that you draft high, and they come in and they're hurt. And and you're two weeks in a training camp, you're looking over. Well, where's our new court? Oh, he's over there on the stationary bike. Yeah. You know yeah. that 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 just boy that that just that 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 concerns me, but Jalen Hurts is a guy that you know he's a little Tim Tebow from the standpoint of maybe he's not the most or orthodox guy out there, but he's also Tim Tebow because all he does is win games. Right. Uh, you can say what you want. He's not the most accurate guy. You know, maybe not the best runner. Not the but goddamn when the guys played in the highest level. That, that college football can offer two of the best programs, two of the best programs in the country, just wins. playing against some of the best programs in the yeah. country, and all the guy has done is win football games. Held his hot head up high, yep. done what's asked of him, gotten better every year. And boy, it just you know he's one of those guys you want to think you know I just for whatever somehow some way I, I would like to have that guy on my team, right? You know, you want to have more of that type of player. Yes. Yes. on your team, and, and I think that's where the Miami Dolphins uh, are going yeah. with this roster. Uh, I don't know, but Bo, you kind of put a big question mark over the quarterbacks because after Joe Burrow, like There's we this. said, we, we're not sure what flavor yeah. is going to fit the Miami Dolphins, yeah. and, and you don't know you know, how many hands are going to go up when you, you know, say a name and who are we on yeah. board with, right? Yeah. Because you're not sure – you're just not sure. There's so many – there's so many – Things out there you can't control yeah. in terms of where you're going to select, who you're going to pick, who's going to be there. So, so let me ask you this, John. Beyond, beyond, let's let's go beyond this year. Let's just move to next year in the Trevor Lawrence in, in the fields in the fields from yeah. o o Ohio, State. Ohio State. You you seen enough of those enough of those two guys to say they're number one and number two? Yes, coming out and, 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 and you know for as one hundred percent as much as you can say, surefire. Yes. The, the, you believe both those guys are those guys. When you go through a season of college football and you throw it as much as those guys yeah. do, 
and you throw 40 touchdowns and only one yep. interception. Yep. And then you you know you you throw one against Clemson at the end. I don't know if it was a busted route, a guy changed up on you, but for Fields to do that in a season and come in fourth in the Heisman voting, mm-hmm. are you sh- are you kidding me? Yeah, right. So now on the other side, you got Trevor Lawrence. Everybody, oh, this guy's not very good this year. He's having a down year. Yeah. He's having a bad year. They yeah. only beat North Carolina by a point. Then all of a sudden, he goes on a run. Yeah, it doesn't throw a pick for like I don't know <clears throat> eight games in a row yeah. or something like that. And he runs the football at six six, yep. like a, a train, you know, against a really good defense in Ohio State. Those guys are sure. Yep. Those guys, unquestionably, you know, we were talking about the butts on some of the guys in terms of yeah, he has yeah. this butt. Those guys, I'm yeah. not sure. I think not you not put a, a period there, on yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see over the this year and next year, the the because you know, John, we're we're seeing we're also kind of in that in that in the league wide picture of you know all these guys are you know philip rivers now question what's going to happen with him he's in his 17th year right uh, you, you look at tom brady he's in his 17th or 18th year ben roethlisberger got the shoulder he's in 60 all right. these guys are at the twilight of their drew career Brees. drew Brees. there's all those guys that have been those because nowadays going going back to probably before danny but right around that time is when if you became a franchise quarterback, you're going to play 15 to 17 years. Yeah. Right? That's the, that's kind of the number now. Right. When you go back, look at all these guys now, and they're all there 15, 16, 17 years. But that also leads to this whole new influx of, of young quarterbacks coming yeah. into the league that are stepping up and, 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 and stepping up behind these guys that, that, are, that are either getting hurt like Roethlisberger. You know, Mason Rudolph gets the opportunity to to, to show off a little bit, and and, and Minnesota, the guy up in uh, in yeah, Jacksonville. Jacksonville, or these young guys are getting opportunities to get out there that are going to be the next tier, the the next tiers of uh, you know. Uh, well, look uh, at Drew Locke. He uh, got exactly. his opportunity yeah. in Denver now, and he's going to be there. Get him in uh, Jones up in, uh, in, in with the Giants. Yeah, you're, you're seeing Daniel some. Jones, you're right. seeing some stuff out of Daniel Jones, and so this whole. This whole quarterback landscape over the next three or four years is going to completely change, and it's who's going to have that guy that's going to be there for the next 17 years. Right. It's going to, it's, it's it's, going to be the Russell Wilsons and the Patrick Mahomes yep. are going to be the veteran guys. Exactly. And, and all these other guys that are coming in are trying to be that guy. Those guys, yeah. Yeah. So it'll be, it, it, it is going to be interesting, and that's why it's, it's so critical for the Miami Dolphins to make the right choice and not to, just to make a choice – um, in this year's draft, just because you feel like you have to, you know, I mean, there are, you want to take a quarterback. I, I don't think there's any question they're going to take a quarterback. It just where are they going to take it? Yeah. If it's not the guy they want at five, and maybe they go back and get another, you know, get yeah, a guy well, at another. Yeah, or, or, I don't know. Or, or I mean, look, there's look, a lot. They, of, look, they, they, you know what they? There's a lot of things you can do. A lot of things you can do. I, I mean, you know, when you when you look at priorities on this team, you know, quarterback is certainly a priority. Yes. Uh, but pass rushers but, but, you a priority. Know, pass rusher is to me a, a, that that defensive end, outside linebacker, that that disruptive pass rusher, to me is as important as that quarterback in yeah. there. And you know what? That that offensive tackle or that offensive guard or that center is just as important. Right, and that's as why you're, you're, you're so happy. The Miami Dolphins they have three number ones, yep. two number twos, two number threes. They're gonna get. They're going to get a quarterback. They're going to get a pass yeah. rusher. They're going to get an offensive lineman or two. Yeah. Uh, and now you've got three more picks. And, or, and you've got, or four and you've more got picks. free agency to go out right. and, and find some of those guys that you know that, that are that are those 
you know, that that guy that's maybe your third pass rusher, or maybe that guy that's that's that offensive guard that, that really fits in for you, that's got three or four year, four more years left yes. in him, you know? Yeah, I mean, Iowa's got linemen. Alabama has some great yep. linemen. There, there's some good offensive linemen out there. I, I just think you you're, you're come away with the first round. You're going to get a quarterback. You're going to get a pass rusher. And then you're going to probably get an offensive lineman. Yep. And I think – and I, I wouldn't rule out they're going to get some type of running back somewhere in those yep. first, you know, six to eight picks uh, because there, there's a lot of good ones out there. And yep. you could stockpile another young guy in here. Yeah, it's, it's funny how you – you know, we came in this year and you're looking at the running back situation. You're going, hey, you're looking pretty good here with Kenyon Drake. Uh, you know, you, you, you got Kalen Balazs. Yeah. You got Miles Gaskin, the draft choice. You got this. Hey, you're feeling pretty good. And, and then you had um, – <clears throat> Get from UM. I forget how, how quickly you forget. Oh, Mark Walton. Mark Walton. Yeah, yeah you geez, we're pretty stout in that. Yeah. In that, all of a sudden, that running back room became completely depleted. Right. Right. And, yeah, and I don't a name think, tag. And I don't think there's anybody in that room, other than maybe the young guys. Look, I, 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 I got to think Kalen Balage is probably, you know, his stock is 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 not. They're not too bullish on his stock right now after what, what they saw from him this year. But who knows what happens during the offseason and, and moving forward. Right. But, you know, that's another room that needs to be reloaded. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a lot of change that's still going to occur. I mean, we, we thought we had seen probably as much change on a roster that we would ever see. Um, I think that this is going to be – this this offseason is going to be unbelievable in terms of getting an influx of new players, an influx of, of draft choices and free agency and, and undrafted guys. It, it's going to be uh, – Highly competitive to be a member of the Miami Dolphins. That's yeah, it's going to sure. be. It's well, it's going to be much like this year. It's going to be a, you know, training camps. <laughs> there going to be a lot of guys coming through this building over the next handful of years. And like I said, you know, they've talked about people have talked about now oh, we're going to we're always going to churn the bottom of that roster. Try to find that one guy. And but I don't think I've ever seen a team, and I've seen I've seen this team churn that roster a lot towards the end of the season. But from week one to week seventeen. Well, I don't know if I've seen that revolving door spin in the way it's 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 spun. And and they found some guys that that look like there's some 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 you know some opportunity to be some pretty decent players. Out I, there. I think so. And and you have to credit you know the way that the front office has worked with the coaching staff and the way that they've gotten in their guys in terms of the skill set they're looking for. And it's tough to to pencil in guys like you said earlier in this podcast about getting a guy and signing him on Tuesday, goes out to practice on Wednesday, yeah. and is playing, is starting, not just playing yeah. on special teams. He's starting and playing on special yeah. teams on that Sunday. It, it was unbelievable at the defensive back position. You have to credit the guys on the staff that got him yeah. ready and and the guys in the front office that identified, you know, the scouts that are out there kind of pounding the pavement yeah. in terms of getting the right guys on the roster. It's a, it's a complete uh, – you know, collaboration I wonder, I wonder of the, thought. I wonder what the number of players that played on this team from week one until week 17, <clears throat> the number of players that started for this football team that had practiced less than four practices and played with this team and, and started played. and started. If I had to take the over under bow, <laughs> I think I'd have six. Yeah, well, easily number, six. Right? Well, look, I can think of there were three. There were three offensive linemen. Right. Week there one, were three DBs. There, the, the, the week one that weren't right. here midweek. So there's six right there. There's six right there. <laughs> right. So there's probably the the real I number is probably, probably nine 50. or yeah, ten maybe, or eleven. Maybe double digits there. You yeah. know. Yeah. Guys that did well. It was a you know 
Uh, well, sorry, I can't even name some of them because they're not Hayes. on the no, roster. When did Tay Hayes get here on this roster? I would roster? say three weeks ago. Oh, okay, he's two, been around for yeah, I, I can't keep track of him. I think two or three weeks yeah. ago. It <laughs> <laughs> wasn't very long. I was, yo, man. I'm, I'm, I'm number watching yesterday. I'm watching. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm looking, like, okay, who's, who's, who's back in the secondary now? Who's this guy? Who's yeah. that guy? Who's that guy? It was, uh, it was pretty crazy. But, uh, hey, we got uh, – <clears throat> speaking of defensive backs, we've got Eric Rowe coming in to join us. So we're going to sit tight and wait for Eric to stop by and, uh, and see what he's got to say. All right, joined now by Eric Rowe. And, Eric, uh, what, what a way to wrap up the season, huh? Go up to New England and, uh, and take down New England. It's been a long time since the Dolphins have won up there, and uh, it had to feel good for you. Oh, my gosh. It was, you know, probably one of the best feelings. I mean, just because, you know, the, the type of game it was, yeah. uh, you know, us finishing the season strong. And, I mean, I, I never realized, you know, Dolphins haven't won up there in, you know, a long time. Yeah. And probably so you can cross that off the box, too. <laughs> Well, you had a good thing. You had a pick six for a touchdown off Tom Brady, and then, and that's the I think that's the first, that's the first pick six the Dolphins that uh, Tom Brady's ever thrown against the Miami Dolphins. So, another another the, first. Yeah. For, All right. Yeah. You can ch- check that out of the box too. I mean, <laughs> I, I didn't. I, obviously, I never realized that, but shoot, it helped the team win. How about uh, you? Know, you you were you played in New England. You, you spent time there, so you know what that culture is like up there. And, and for going into a game on week 17 that really had a lot for them to, to, you know, home field advantage and, you know, how huge that advantage is once you get to the playoffs, having to stay home, getting a bye week, getting a chance to stay home, uh, only to have it, uh, you know, have it kind of stuffed down their throat by you guys. Um, it, it, it says a lot about the way you played and make them look more like a human football team than we've seen in the past, certainly at this time of the year. Yeah, we just I, – I mean, obviously the coaching staff came from there. I mean, I came from there. Uh, I I kind of know – obviously being on the other side, I kind of know what it takes, you know, to win. It. It's not easy, yeah. you know, to beat them. Uh, I know one of the things is to – we have we needed to score on defense or special teams. You know, yeah, that's – yeah, every time, at least I remember losing, it's always like a defensive or special yeah. team score. So, I mean, that and then obviously putting pressure on, you know, the offense. But, I mean, that's – you know, that's every opponent. Yeah. But just – uh, you know, coming out with that, our mindset, like, hey, we, you know, we want to finish this, you know, team strong. We know what's on the line for them. Even though we have nothing to play for, you know, we're playing for pride. And, and shoot, we got it done. You know, there's not very many people, certainly at the beginning of the season, <clears throat> nationally there was hardly anybody that gave you any any credit as a football team. <clears throat> been a lot of changes, a lot of guys coming in. That secondary has been a revolving door of guys coming in and guys come in and, 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 and maybe struggle a little bit, but eventually they get better along the way. What is it about your group in the secondary that's been able to have so many guys come through there and still continue to play at a better level? Seem like each and every week that you played. It really, it just uh, me, uh, really me and Jamal, because we're the you know the guys been here since OTAs. Yeah. Uh, you know, a new guy come in. You know, we you know obviously you know they're starting to play book real fast but on the field you know i'm telling them hey you know do this do this obviously they know how to play the position yep. but getting in tune with the defense and all the checks that we have to make and communication you know me and jamal i think you know we we're trying to take you know trying to take over that role of you know hey this is a situation you know make sure you do this you know blah 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 so uh because i mean it's it's kind of rare to have turnover just like that yep. guy you know through the whole season but you know, just had to make it work been like that pretty much on, on most of the positions on this football team. Defensive end, you've had guys come and go. The offensive line's yeah. been changed around a lot. Running backs has been 
a whole new group of people. With, with all the changes that have gone on, how do you attribute the fact to, with all those changes going on from week one till the end of the season, how has this team been able to just get better and better every week and compete? You know, early on, those games, you look like, oh, man, it's going to be a long season, week one and week two. Oh, yeah. You know, you, you just, you know, Ravens come in and run free, and then New England, 43 nothing. You go, man, this is going to be a long season. But from that point on, this team continually got better and more competitive each and every week. And it says a lot for the players on the roster. also says a lot for the staff and what they've been able to do to get you guys ready, even guys that have come in on short order and midweek and end up starting, you know, on that Sunday. Yeah, I mean, I, I think kind of a tribute to, you know, kind of like the core of us, you know, that were, you know, together in, you know, in the spring and training camp. I know there's, you know, wasn't too many of us, but, you know, the core that were together that, you know, new guy comes in no matter what position, hey, we need to get him up to speed. I mean, we're all we're all competitive. We're still trying to yeah. win. You know, even though, you know, the, we were like 0-7, you know, first seven games and a couple of blowout losses. But, I mean, we see that when we did things right, where everyone was, you know, playing together, like, you know, we were rolling. You know, yeah. things were working. We were making three and outs. Offense was scoring. Special teams was, you know, doing their thing. Uh, so, you know, we all seen that. So, it, it was tough. You know, new guy comes in, hey, we got to give him up to speed. But, you know, we just knew we, we do got something special. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's pretty remarkable what's what's going on here. And, uh, you know, there's been this – this looming thing of the draft and, you know, you know who's going to come here and who's going to come there. Um, but but for, for you guys to be able to put that aside and go out and, you know, everyone can say, oh, we're going out to win every game. You know, some guys do and some guys don't. But this football team, you know, you win five games, but I don't know, it just it's, it's hard to put your finger on what's a specific thing that allowed you guys to kind of, be consistent with the inconsistencies that were going on within the building, you know, to, to, to play that way. I, I, it's, it's, I, to me, it's one of the more remarkable things I've seen for, for a team that from a national standpoint, guys, are saying, oh, they won't win one game. If they win one game, that'd be a miracle. And, and quite frankly, we're in a situation, this team could have won six, maybe seven games the, the way you played. You had those, those opportunities were there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this, we're, there was definitely games that, you know, we all know that we kind of left out there. You know, I know the Redskins, yeah. you know, the Giants, the Jets. I mean, there was, you know, multiple games we were in it. I mean, even even the beginning of the year, I mean, it, we're against the Patriots. At third quarter, it was only 13 to yeah. 3. We were playing good. I mean, then we just kind of fell apart. So, you know, we knew that, you know, a lot of games we were in. And then even with the turnover, you know, we all still believe, like, hey, we're trying to win. Like, you know, we're. <laughs> You know, we know we know what's we're not really worried about what's you know what's going on outside the locker room. Like, you know, oh, we should just tank and you know get the one one spot or whatever. We like nobody's worried about that. We're like, hey, we still got jobs to do. We're you know we want to play football. We're trying to win. <laughs> speak speak a little bit about the win, and I'll give yourself a good example. This 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 football team has boy has just struggled with tight ends on both sides of the football over the last decade or so. I haven't really found that tight end that. You know that that can that's that that's become that prototypical tight end now running the seam, you know taking you know taking up space in the middle of the field, becoming a productive receiver for it. And on the flip side, someone that can cover tight ends and keep them in check. Seemed to have found a tight end in in, in Mike Gusecki, that guy getting down the field, and all of a sudden seemed like you've been the guy that's been the uh, the tight end whisperer on defense, where you've <laughs> you've kind of found a spot in in this defense, where where you know 
being a guy that, that, that covers some of these tight ends, it's become a big responsibility for you. Yeah. Uh, it's, since that change, I know we had some injuries and they were like, Hey, you know, we gonna, you know, you know, need you to play. I think at first it was like a little bit of corner, a little yeah. bit of safety. And I mean, that, I mean, obviously, you know, I can handle it, but, and then once I guess the coaches saw something and, you know, they started putting me on tight ends and obviously coming from receivers, it's, it's, you know, it's easier to cover. Yeah. I mean, no, no disrespect, but you know, no, they're, they're different. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're not as you know, not as quick, not as fast. Yeah. I can you know read their body language you know faster than a receiver you know would be. So, you know, they put me out there, and then everything like you're really slowed down. You know, you know, uh, you know, especially studying routes. So, yeah. and I, you know, I just kind of just embraced the role. Is that? Do you see that in similar as what you saw in New England, where they find guys, <laughs> find what they can do, find what they really do well. And then give them that niche, and and that's your that's your deal. Yeah, yeah. Because I know, and you know, obviously the coaches that came from me. So it's you know, first four games, maybe five. You know, people trying to figure out you know kind of what role they'll have yeah. in you know defense, you know offense, whatever. And then kind of by mid October, November, you know, your role is you know kind of is what set, it is. Yeah, yeah it's set. And so. You know, just like it happened. Like, I think the first four games I was at corner, then they put me at safety, then, like, boom, that was my role. Like, yep. cover tight ends and, you know, kind of fill the run and, you know, when you can. <laughs> hey, uh, how, how do you feel about your, your year here so far and, and, and everything you've been through and, and the growth? And, and what maybe, – maybe just from an inside-the-locker room feel of what you think this organization and this team can be moving forward with – you know, there's going to be a lot of turnover. It always is in, in, in yeah. every team in the National Football League. And some yeah. guys are going to come, some guys are going to go. And I think it's about 40% is about the average on, on most football teams. You know there's going to be a turnover there. But it seems like there's a base that understands what this staff is trying to do, that's bought into it, that kind of self-polices that locker room. Like you said, getting your guys ready to play, beyond going maybe beyond what's going on with, with the coaches, kind of doing your own – thing trying to get guys ready do you, do you see that moving forward in a positive way with this this core this group here oh I mean yeah definitely uh just you know from a, at least from a defensive standpoint you know me in the back end you got like Rick Kwan and Baker and the yeah. linebackers and like Gotchow and you know D-line and you know we through really throughout the year you know just like I said you know new guy comes in and we're boom 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 hey we you know we got to get this stuff done so moving on the future when we get, you know, I'm pretty positive, you know, next year won't be, you know, turnover like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so next year, when we, you know, get a, you know, group of guys and you know, from OTAs to training camp, and you know, we all stick together. I mean, shoot, if you saw what we did with turnover, I yeah. think it'll be a lot better next year. So what? Do you, so what do you do now? Uh, you know, the season's over. You've kind of come in, exit interviews, get that all, all done and away. What's what's on your mind over the next month? What do you get away and just kind of? Try to refresh yourself, or, or what? What goes through your mind over this next next month or so? Oh yeah, um, yeah, getting away. Like <laughs> after the last game, sh shut it down mentally. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> get that, take that mental break, physical break. Uh, just me and wife, it's gonna be relaxing. We're gonna go back to Texas, yeah. relax with, see some family, do a little traveling. You know, just have a little fun and shoot. You know, it all ramp back it, it's, up. It's a long year for you guys. You know, because you, you come in <laughs> when you come back in April and. Start conditioning, and then you got OTAs, and you go into mini camps, and then yeah. it, it just it's it, from then it's like 
pedal to the metal. You get that few weeks off in the, in in July, and then it's uh, and then it's full speed ahead. So it's a it's a it's a long year when yeah, when you look at start to finish for you guys. Yeah, and even in July, it's it's not really like you know vacation vacation. Yeah, it's, it's like okay, maybe I'll take a you know maybe a couple of weeks, but then I gotta get right back to training because. You know, training camp, got to hit the hit the, got, hit, hit the ground running. Yeah, right? you got to hit. Yeah, you don't want to be behind the training yeah. camp, like so. So it's a long, it is a long season. So you know, January, February, you know, March, you know, it's time yeah. to like get away because shoot another, you know, what is it like eight months, seven yeah. months, right back, <laughs> right back at it. Eric, it's been great watching you. It's been great watching you progress here and find a little niche on this on this defense and. Well, it's just been fun watching this football team, you know, go through what they've gone through and uh, with all the detractors and coming in and be as competitive as you were and winning football games and uh, and knocking off New England up in New England, which is a, you know, something this franchise has been trying to do for for years and years to get it done. Congratulations to you. Congratulations to all the guys in this football team. Did a lot of things, a lot of positive things that I think nobody expected out of this group. And I think each and every one of you guys can be be pretty proud of that. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, we're all super proud. Like, just the way, especially the way the season closed out, you know, how how strong, you know, we finished, even with, the, you know, everything that's went on this year. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we're all, shoot, I know a guy like we're already talking about, you know, ready for next year. Get ready year. to start next year. <laughs> Who needs vacation, man? Let's get right back at it. Let's get right get on it. Get back at it tomorrow, right? Hit the weight room. Yeah, we can get, wait a little time for that. Yeah, we we get a little, little time for that though. Uh, but <laughs> and that, that's gonna do it for the honorable for today. I want to thank Eric Rowe for stopping by for John Kajemi. I'm Kim Bo Camper. That's gonna do it. We'll catch you next week. Eric, have a good off season, my man. <laughs> yeah, appreciate it. All right, thank you. All right.